on, everybody? Welcome back to Forfeit. Metal Mad here. We got the J Lo. We got the Big John Stud, the Wild One, Wild Bill. What's up, fellas? I'm going to get into uh, some Eagles, Bears, Da Bears. Da Bears. For your 12 and 1 Eagles coming off 12 and 1. I had that in our predictions. Go back Coming to our off a woodshed beatdown to the that. New York Giants. Uh, we're going to get into a, a little Philly card show recap. I think Big John Stud was walking the aisles, <laughs> signing some, signing some autographs from babies' heads. You know, Listen, you know, I, I, I do it for the pod. That's good for it. content. It's good for content. And for the first time in a long time, I guess we're going to you know, waste some breath on our. The uh, Philadelphia 76ers, right? Minimal. Bill. It could be a do minimal the fans, amount. Do the fans deserve, or the, do the Sixers deserve the fan support, right? Yeah. Well, that's uh, the big I mean, question right now. With the drama ensuing, you know, Joel Embiid with his little smart-ass comments here and there. Okay, okay. We see you. We see you. You know? Bye-bye, we'll Joel. We'll talk that about makes it. Me, it makes we'll me talk sad. about it. It makes me sad. I don't want him to be like this. I, I never want, and we'll get to it. I'll just say this briefly. I never, and I hope it doesn't. I, mean, I hope it's just frustration right now, but I really don't want this to end bad with Joel. Like, I always wanted him, if he ever left, to be like, all right. I don't want it to be like him being like, get me the hell out of town. The fans are against me. I don't want to be here. Like, that would just be like, for me at least, that would be like, ugh. Not like this. Uh, I'll I'll save my comments for that till yep. when we get That's there. Said. Because I've got a I've got as you probably know, I've got plenty to say about the Sixers as we're a quarter of the way in the NBA season thus far. Um but but uh what do you want to I guess talk a little World Cup still, fellas? Oh, Who's still in it? I don't know. No, I mean, John, we can go on mute here. We John, you, I'll set this up and, and yeah, these, uh, I, there's two teams in Europe playing. No one cares. <laughs> next when are topic. They when's the next when's the final game? Sunday. It's the, it's the no final. And is it France and Argentina? Yes. Correct. Wow. And no one's talking. It's not getting a lot of hype, but I'm sure Jesse heard, but two pretty young, healthy reporters just died randomly over there. One U.S. and one another dude from I don't know if it's England. I don't know whatever, but they just like died. The no. the American writer Grant Wall, who unfortunately was a tremendous writer, like he was one of the guys that wrote about LeBron when he was still in high school. He was a tremendous writer. Um, everybody like jumped to the conspiracy thing immediately, but his wife just reported that he had a um, aortic aneurysm. That, oh my God! That ruptured. So like, well, thoughts and prayers been, to his family. You know, he could have been in the hospital and it wouldn't have wouldn't wouldn't have made a lick of difference. So, well, how'd the other person die? They haven't said yet, but I saw pictures. Watching soccer. He was a he was a um a large a large gentleman. So God knows. And I mean, you God figure a lot of those writers like. They probably eat like shit. They drink too much. They're up all hours trying to get a Smoking, story. Smoking, drinking. Yeah. You know, like, women all night. Our you know, target just, demo. Our target it. demo right there. I like to smoke when I drink. What's wrong with that? That's it. That's <laughs> it. Especially when you watch soccer. You kind of got to numb the pain somehow. Yeah. 
No, it's okay. I, well, then, I do you have a, you guys have any predictions? Is France going to repeat? I mean, do we have any? Has any team? I'm sure people with teams of countries have repeated in in the World Cup, right? I yeah. don't know if I've ever been back to back. I know only seven countries have won it in the history of the World Cup, and these two actually have it. So, I mean, I think has has an Argentina won it. With, with did they win it with like uh, Pele? Yeah, they or? Beat, I believe they beat um, they beat England way back in the or and that's what I thought. They, and then yeah, I think they're one of the, and then France has won four or five. They're like with Germany and as like in Brazil, like I think with close to tied for the most. Or but yeah, no, this year it'll be no new no new champions. It'll be which Brazil, is crazy that all Brazil the years did back to back. Okay. Um, they did back to back, and Italy did back to back. They didn't even make the World Cup, did they? Italy this year? Nope. That had to be big. I mean, that had to be heads rolling over there. They didn't um, qualify. Yeah. They didn't win a game in their qualifying. That's insane. Like now, now the 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 um, the, the 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 Italian fascist fans are like, but we didn't lose a game. But it's like. Cool, but you have to win games. They so they drew a lot of games. They didn't lose any, and um, like the teams that they played and drew were like Northern Macedonia and like, dude, like some of the countries that that they played. You're like, that's a that's a country that that has a soccer team. Was it like all the dudes in the country? So yeah, like it's a big deal that they didn't um, they didn't make it, but like. I think they were like, oh, yeah, we're good. We're, we're going to qualify. And then, like, as every game went, went on, it was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, because, I mean, didn't the USA kind of not get into, like, the last qualifying game or two and they needed some help well, for, a, for a minute? But it's, it's all the different. So, like, every, every confederation has their own. So think of it like leagues, right? Like, okay. if – if the NFL and then like NFL Europe, like they don't play each other, they don't have any impact on each other. So like the America, America had to qualify against teams in their conference. Yeah, I know so, what I mean, but we were like, we had issues with like El Salvador. Like, I mean, I don't know if it was them, did. but like we were playing smaller countries and like draw in. And it was like, I mean, I know we kind of got in like the last thing or two, but again, you know, they, people were just ha- you know, thinking out of the group stage was like a victory to some people's eyes. So yeah, like this, they always, some of these scrappy, uh, CONCACAF countries always play us tough, especially when we have to go to some crazy stadium in the middle of a jungle or, and they didn't, didn't they have like, to change Mexico, USA to Mex America. Cause like the, like the anti gay slurs and stuff from the Mexican. There was fans. A, yeah. There was a lot of, there's been a lot of stuff. And like Mexican fans are getting crazy. Like, didn't they like getting some crazy fights in like Philly when they were in town for something? They like knocked some people out. They like, killed someone in front of Pats. Yeah, like wasn't yeah. And it was like during like when they're the link. There was like they were playing know, a, a union game. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Over it, someone got killed over soccer. Here we yeah. go. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, it was. It was a. Um, it was the there's a like a tournament it's the best teams in mls play the best teams in mexico and um we were in the sam or like quarterfinal or something we were playing uh a team based in mexico called club america and um and it was actually like 
Klub fans from like different, I think one group was from New York city and one group was from Philly. And, um, one group said something to the other and they stomped the shit out of the other, the one group and stabbed them. And yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, pretty, pretty gnarly, but like the, the club fans we ran into like in the stadium were some of the nicest people you'd ever like super nice, super, super nice. Like, it's just there's a couple lunatics in every fan base. Crazies. Them crazies. There's a segment for a later episode. Lunatics in fan bases. Breaking news. So- Soccer's something, trash. Next next topic. Something, <laughs> Phil, something, something Philly doesn't know anything about. Oh, shit. Breaking news. Soccer's trash. All right. Flyer, that's a Flyers that's win. 2-1. Oh, speaking of trash, get the hell out of here with that garbage. That's the World Cup, I'd say, <laughs> fellas, right? That's yeah, it. No. So Wrap it up in. and burn it. We know John will be tuned in Sunday. You no, glued right to the television. <laughs> Watching Lionel Messi, MLS's newest a, signing. Where is he going, Jesse, to Orlando or Florida if he, team? If he goes anywhere, it'll be Miami. Is that where it is, Miami? Because I thought it was, yeah, they were going to offer him like a big deal. And then you see, last soccer thing, I promise, and then we're off the John, I swear. This is the last time. <laughs> the John, this is the last time we say, oh, we can mention soccer. This, yes, has been nine, this has been nine minutes too long. And it's not even me. It's not even it's me. It's not. It's not. It's just things I see. Did you see Ronaldo is going to get offered like $200 million a year to play in like Saudi Arabia or some shit? Yep. Like him. a three-year – they're going to give him like $600 million to That's play great. for three That's years. Great. Have fun living that, in hell. Yeah, great. great. They'll, they'll be ahead of him. That'll be ahead of him. Great. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, that's – I mean, I, I don't know if he signed the contract, but I saw that. It was like, holy shit. But Yeah, anyway. like – even though he's made more money than he'll know what to do with for like five generations, it's it's almost like if somebody offers you that much money, you kind of have to be like, Would it, forfeit move to Saudi Arabia if they needed to have us no. over there? No, no. <laughs> I mean, no. The, I mean, hang it up. I guess, I guess the we, one. Thing I think we is, talked about that, Matt, this weekend actually. But the idea of like you know when you start to go to other countries and you know fuck around you find out I, oh. let's not let's not do that yeah you'll find you'll find out that, you know you want to fuck around you see you'll leave without your hands you yeah. know no, i'm good uh, forfeit made in usa product too funny. all right move, moving on the spread of this eagles bears game is 8 they're giving the eagles 8 should be 18 actually yeah <laughs> i mean Look, let's not let's not toot our horn too too hard because we've you know we saw what could happen. W. Oh, this game has this game has trap written all over it. W. Easy win. No, next, I mean they, next topic. Get ready for get ready for the Cowboys. Well, you know, I mean, is are are we overlooking this game because you know, look, like the the Micah Parsons, you know comment is getting more attention than it seems like than this our opponent this week so like mm-hmm. are we making a mistake here are we putting bad juju out there in the universe you know like what jesse's saying like i don't it think in a trap eagles, game like i don't think the eagles are taking them lightly i think they are ready to go in whoop the shit out of them try to get everybody in and out healthy and on to the next game. Like, I don't think they're going to take them lightly. And I don't think Sirianni's going to let them take them lightly after what happened in Washington. So with the commanders. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not concerned with the team 
being unprepared. It's I think the fan base is like, oh, we're gonna, you know, oh, oh no, the, it, our our knucklehead fan base already has us in the Super Bowl, so you know it's it's unreal. See, what were the what were everyone's opinions on the the Micah Parsons comments? Do we have any uh, any thoughts on that or? I mean, I mean, whatever. Do you really? Do you really? A guy like Jalen Hurts, who doesn't even like, is so locked in right now. Doesn't celebrate wins. Doesn't celebrate touchdowns. Doesn't look happy on the on the 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 sideline. He has that like Terminator. Like I'm gonna destroy everything. Look in his face the entire game. Like. Do you really want to give this guy any extra, you know, ammunition? Like he probably saw that, went into the weight room, was like, "Cool, I'm gonna start squatting like 600 pounds, just get fucking ready for this game." Like, I wouldn't give him any more motivate. Like, I forget where I saw it, but it was like they were like, "Could with Jalen's mentality right now, he still has to do it." But like, you know, you guys in the past we've talked about like you know, Mamba mentality, like Jalen Hurts is, is that personified? Like you don't give a guy like that any sort of extra motivation. So, hey, we'll, we'll see what happens in that game. I think, I think Jalen's playing really well. The one thing I thought about this week after hearing that, and, you know, we're hearing a lot of MVP talk and this, that, and the other thing, but is this the greatest is is this one of the greatest quarterback in the Philadelphia? I'm sorry. Is this one of the greatest um, seasons of a Philadelphia quarterback in the in the, in the history? I mean, it's got to be up there. Um, well, it's not, I mean, not 27 and two great yet, but we'll see. It's yeah. I mean, I think well because I, I saw numbers <laughs> earlier. Um, before it was basically somebody co- uh, compared. Carson's 2017 till he blew his leg out and Jalen hurts and hurts was as good or better than him in almost every statistical category. And you're just like, Oh wow. And then he's ripped off a couple monster games since then. So yeah, like I McNabb had to had some monster years though. Yeah. Well like the, the super bowl year, like Oh four, you know, Donovan put up like McNabb, like, you know, um, Madden type numbers, but I mean, Jalen is, is really having a, an absolutely remarkable season. Like th- some of the st- the stats that are coming out and it's just like the only player that's ever done this. It's like Jalen hurts, Jalen hurts, Jalen hurts. Like this could go down as an all time season when it's all said and done. You know, the one thing that makes it an all time season. Yep. I'm well aware. Pro Bowls. Go Birds. Pro Bowls. <laughs> I was looking up the stats for McNabb, and I was looking at what he had. He wasn't even close to 27 and 2. Um, 2004, he was, uh, he was 31, 31 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Um, that was the T.O. year, obviously, if we only could, if we only could make that work. Um. Yeah, I mean, he had 31. That was his high touchdowns. What's Jalen at now? 
22. I think he's 20, 22 and three. Jalen's eighteen and three. His last twenty-one starts in the regular season. It's, it's crazy. Like he's he's probably I'm still touchdown interceptions. He's probably. Do you think he can break thirty by the? If he play, if he keeps playing, yeah. If well, they I mean, start that's him. the that's the thing. Like, if they if they beat Dallas, Sirianni might not let the starters play another game. There's no reason for Jalen to be on the field if they beat Dallas. I don't. I don't agree with that. I think they'll. I think they'll be playing guys. Well, I mean, maybe a series or two, but you're not risking. I don't know what you're playing for at that point. Yeah, we. You have, if, if you have the one seed locked up, but okay, I'm okay. I'm. You're gonna have a bye week anyway. You know, maybe you throw them out for a series. That first game after the Cowboys, let them play the first quarter. Then Jalen, you're holding a clipboard. Minshew, you finish the season. We will get ready for the playoffs. I mean, that's like, what the Eagles. Uh, that's what the Eagles did in '04. You know, the last two games they threw away. I, I just don't see any point in. I mean, it's. I just don't see any no, point. No, God, sorry. No, just and what's the game? You know, it's and especially the way Jalen plays. He's just he has one way to play aggressive. And what do you do if it's? And again, you can always it's football. And I'm not. I don't even want to put in the universe. I'm not going to say it. Don't but it just. Say. I don't see what I. I understand the viewpoint. Well, you don't want to get rusty. You're going to be off for a week anyway. You guys practice. You know, it's one of those that I, I, I just, and it's a big if. I mean, you know, but if we get, you know, get past the Cowboys, because Jalen's never won in that stadium. He's 0 2 as an Eagle, and he got embarrassed both games. It's a different team, you know, but still, I mean, that's the, the tough place to win. You know, it's other than Nick, you know, I don't know. Carson never won there. I can't speak that he say he didn't, but I don't know. That he, I know I know Foles won the division for us that one year. Um, so it's but anywho, yeah. I just uh, um, I guess we just gotta stay focused on the Bears because you know they're you know they're young, they're capable. You know Fields is you know he's all right, but yeah, Dallas is gonna be a tough game. But to, to your Parson thing, real quick, I don't think it matters. Is I think it's Parson's the kind of guy that just like runs his mouth, but. I think I think Jalen, you know, wants to go down to Dallas because I'm assuming that's going to be a prime time game. Like, would that be the game of the week? You think mm-hmm. on Sunday night? Like, is that going to get flexed if it's not already scheduled for that? I I mean, right now it's not. I mean, right now it's, I, I mean I don't see how that I mean, wouldn't be. It's a Saturday for It's a Saturday. So yeah. is that what it is? All right, so that, yeah. I, I, I guess they could flex it, but. You know, I guess they could leave. I mean, that, that that that's actually way funner for us as fans, the Saturday game, because that's what, New Year's Eve? Yep. Christmas no. Eve. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, Christmas Eve. But, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think Parson just a young, you know, young guy. He's, you know, he's super talented. But, you know, I think, I think, like you said it earlier, I think you said it, Jesse, um, Sirianni just got Jalen, like, eating, you know, eating glass and shit and rocks right now. So it's like, he's just gonna keep doing what he does. And he's just, you know, it's just, when he plays against Parsons, you know, which, which he already did. Did he play the first time in Philly Parsons or was he hurt or did he play Parsons? Yeah. I forget. Yeah. Was, Lane had, you didn't notice him because Lane had him in his back pocket. See, that's out. what I mean. So that's probably why he's probably talking trash. Cause he knows they got bested. So, you know, he needs to do, yeah. No, nah, I think the Cowboys, um, no, that's just going to be a fun game. I can't wait. But 
got to take care of business against those uh, cubby bears first. And so are there also, any holes against the bears? Like, is huh. there, if I mean, the bears fields, were to make this a, you know, a game. Fields field could bust off a 50-yard run on yeah. any given play for a touchdown. He just has that in him, but He's I sick. think our defense is not going to let that happen, personally. You just have to keep contain on him. Like, 100%. If if the if the tackles and linebackers can keep him contained and keep him behind the line of scrimmage, the Eagles easily win this game. Like if they let Justin Fields run around for you know four quarters, it's gonna it's gonna be a track meet. Yeah, no, because they run the ball a lot, they kill the clock, so it's less possessions. Kind of, you know, kind of one of those games where before you know it's already halftime, but the hope you know, but their defense, I don't think there's anything to write home about. So I think it just. We gotta do what we keep doing: score touchdowns in the red zone. Don't turn the ball over. It's, I mean, it's just that simple. I mean, every the few games that we've had that have been close, like the first game against the Lions, I think against the Lions it was, and a few like I know it happened against the Cardinals, like the turnovers. Just don't turn the ball over. It's simple. Football's simple. Just don't give a team extra possessions. That's what we've been doing. And you know, I think we're just we're 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 really well built built team. You know, it's just, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's fun to watch on Sunday. So the over no. under is forty eight and a half. What wh- if you had a final score? Let's go around. What what do you think the final score is going to be in this game? I'm 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 feeling like a twenty eight fourteen Eagles win. Mm, I think the Eagles are going to score in the thirties. I think it's like a. Like a like a thirty four like twenty thirty four seventeen kind of game. Like we're we'll give up some plays because they got some weapons. But and is it in Chicago? In Chicago. Yes. Yep. So I think weather could factor in too because I mean there's storms. Um, fog. I don't know. Fog. Eh, very, very fog. possible. I know that. I mean the storms are coming across. I don't know if they're going to be around there, but <coughs> yeah. I mean. This should hopefully be a double-digit victory. Like the, by halftime, we should be like, "All right, you know, I'm I'm ready for some red zone." <laughs> Thirty. What do you think? I was thinking thirty-four too, but <clears throat> I'm not going to copy Bill. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll go thirty-eight, seventeen. Yeah, I I like that. They'll, they'll score a touchdown or two in a field. Like they're going to score some points. That's so you guys, you guys got the over. I'm, I got the under. J Lo, what are you feeling? I think it's going to be like thirty-one seventeen. Yeah, that's a pretty. You're right there. You're right at the under. Yeah, he's there. Now he ties that. If you push forty-eight, yeah. you would push it. But so. Um, yeah, no, I think it should be. I, I think it's going to, you know, hopefully. And then uh, here's the question. Does, does Dallas Goddard play on Sunday? No. No, he's. Okay. I think they're gearing he him can. up to be back. I think he's gearing up. They're gearing him up to return for the playoffs. He's somebody I would let play a little bit before the playoffs since he's ready to get his legs back. Well, like, I'm okay the, with that. The thing that the Bears do one of the only things the bears do really well um, is shut down tight ends. So like, you know what? Calcaterra and stole have fun today, guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's you a good need, idea. That's smart. You need Dallas Goddard for a playoff run. Like now. Nah. Yeah. 
No, I, I, I think Devontae and AJ should feast on that secondary. And then, you know, you mix in that Miles is, Miles is playing for that contract. It's just amazing how these guys play through these little injuries when they, when they, when they got Cheddar on the line. And, you know, last year, oh, I'm dinged up this, I'm dinged up. Oh, I don't get a contract? Okay, I guess I can play. My agent reminded me of this, this incentive that I need so-and-so tackles by this many games. It just, yeah. yeah, no, it just never fails that it's, oh, and they're <laughs> – have a pending free agency or, you know, whatever. It's like, it's just amazing. It's like, wow, they actually played, you know, back in the day, it was 15 out of 16 or something like that. But it's like, oh, but, you know, as soon as, you know, I mean, it's just like, it's, you know, but, and it's not to, you know, it's not fair to say everybody, but I think it just motivates you a little bit to play through those little nagging ones that maybe, maybe you're not sometimes, but. Yeah. I guess, the, I mean, everybody, that everything I'm seeing on that thing real quick is that, He'll probably get paid from somebody. I mean, I, I don't know if that's changed. The last I saw was that like he'll probably get paid from somebody else because we're not going to pay him like anything, like probably like big money. So like if he wants to get paid, it won't be by Howie. It's a great way, way, way to show the loyalty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not opening that box. So no. so one more one more. I got a trivia question. It's probably an easy one, but um for you know it, it, it's related to the eagles bears theme tied to the fog bowl mm. um how many passing yards did randall cunningham have that game under 100 under 100 under 100 yeah any I'm other guess say zero how many passing how many passing yards did Randall Cunningham go for that game, Jesse? Probably like 60. 407 passing yards. <laughs> wow. Wow. In a 2012 loss. 407 passing yards, and they couldn't get it in the end zone. Well, they got it in the end zone three times, and each time it got called back for penalties. Of course. That was probably the best, like the the best buddies chance year to win it all was that year. It was. It was. That was the year. That was the year. Mike Quick even quoted it in the little documentary they have. He said that was the year. He said that was the team wasn't the same after that. That that's was what the I'm, year. that's the only thing that fearful. And this isn't a topic. This will be for another one. God, he took us out to Phillies. That this was the year, and uh, we got close. But now oh, we got man. Fun. Yeah. What are you doing? Can you mute this guy? <laughs> for fuck's sake <laughs> Jesus alright switching gears we had a little card show come through our parts l- lately and uh, one big John Studd was there um, <laughs> you know perusing the, uh, the the alleys or the Rub, rubbing elbows with other aisles, rubbing man. elbows bumping bumping buglies with uh, you know the uh, the card tr- the trading cards uh, industry's finest uh, John, care to give us a uh, a recap? Uh, Listen, uh, this this show, as we talked earlier, used to be at the Valley Forge Convention Center. Two people the, showed up in the casino. It was down the basement. The last time we went was like in the in the middle of a pandemic. Um, it's packed. It was in the center. It was in the time of where, where the the highs of um, of the, the peak. 
of collecting cards, you know, in 2021. Uh, now the, the, the market has dipped quite a bit um, for sports cards. So decided to give it the old, the old try, drive up to the uh, Oaks Expo Center, which is a really nice, nice place out, out there, way out in, I don't know, Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania. It's like real far. Um, but let me tell you, I got to see Aaron Judge's home run ball. It's there, on, it's there for auction. Um, fun fact, the guy who caught it was offered $3 million for it. He said, fuck you. The bid, I think, ended last night, and I think it was at like $1.8 million, so you're an idiot. That's yeah, what so I would, you, you know, if, and especially <laughs> if you don't have a reserve on it to wear, and that's, Dope. you know, that's um, one of the things. It's They had two bodyguards standing next to it, so you could, you know, hang out, take a picture, and so on and so forth. Um, I was there early. I uh, paid a little extra to be to be early, so there wasn't a lot of people. People were setting up, so it wasn't like general population wasn't really in there. Um, but up. But there was a lot of, I mean, listen, there's a lot of money in cards. There's a lot of, um, it, there's things that are super expensive that you would be like, why would you pay this much money for cardboard? And then there's the, you know, back when we were kids, dollar bin, quarter bin, 10 cent bin. Um, so if you're, if you're finishing a collection, you can sit down and peruse a few, few, few boxes. But if you're a high roller and looking for, you know, a, a, you know, a, a, a Joe Burrow flawless, you know, RPA PSA 10 for five grand, six grand, 10 grand. They're there. Um, Does it come with the chewing gum? <laughs> That's what I want no, to know. Unfortunately, no chewing gum there. No chewing gum. They don't, no. they didn't have a bin of like old chewing gum from the eighties that they <laughs> just like would throw in. It's, it's, it's funny. You mentioned that I was watching a couple card breaks the other night and guy was opening an old wax pack and, he had the crushed gum, and he kind of just like it was like stuck to the card. And he's like, "Good, thank goodness this wasn't you know, you know the Michael Jordan '86 Fleer that it was stuck to." Ugh. I mean, it was, you know. But yeah, any I mean, uh, was, uh, any 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 other cards besides sports cards there? Like, oh are yeah, there like Pokemon cards. Po- Pokemon's like, huge. Star yeah. Wars, UFC. Um, wrestling's huge. I was going to say wrestling garbage pail kids, right? garbage pail kids. Um, and then like, there's, you know, there's a few autograph. And again, Jesse mentioned earlier, there's a bunch of autograph signers there, bunch of Eagles players, bunch of Phillies players. Guys, um, I, I have let you know, I, 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 um, I confirmed our table for next year. We're going to be there signing. Dude, next year we should just get a table and just record there. Record there. That'd be great. Just have people come on and just have a little bit of the white noise in the background. You hear yeah. people like, you know, cracking well, packs and we could have a couple, a couple, a uh, couple cards set up. Built now, do they have like live, like, like people like unboxing stuff there, like live and stuff. And so the national do, like, sirens go off when they like, fu- like, like <laughs> discover a, a, a really expensive card. So there are some people there that, pull out their phone and set it up on like a stand and break and do it on like Instagram live or, or whatnot. But in the national, there was like the national is the largest. It's the, it's the national, um, collector's card show. It actually was in Atlantic city the last two years. Fortunately didn't get a chance to go, but yet they have like breaking rooms where that's like, all they do is break in rooms. It's pretty, gnarly they have like trade rooms where like they set up like trade parties where you go and like you just 
that are trade cards for other cards and cat, you know, whatever the deal you when want. When are to we going to have so. a forfeit break on, on like Instagram live? Once we, once we break the news, we're going to be on YouTube. I mean, I think it's the perfect thing. Listen, it's, you know, baseball cards, it's, it's, it's part of our, you know, it should be part of everybody's retirement plan. Diversify your portfolio. That's it. You only That's buy it. so much gold and silver and NASDAQ, EFTs, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, you need, NFTs, you know, you need crypto, you know, crypto. You, from crypto just, to cardboard, from crypto to cardboard, you know, we got, but, you that's, what, but that's, what's crazy about sports cards. Cause it's like, you know, two years ago, like Zach Wilson was one of the hot guys to have. And like, I saw this one, th- you know, episode where the guy paid a crazy amount for one of the, you know, the crazy Zach Wilson cards. And then like a year later, the, I think it was the same guy actually like was like, I won't even touch Zach Wilson. It's like, and now Jalen's one of the hot ones and you could get Jalen's for like nothing. So nope. it's just, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it's crazy how like for some of these guys, how like these cards change in value, like weekly and monthly, like before it would be like every couple of years you'd see some shift in price. Now it's like something could lose thousands of dollars in like a few weeks. And so it's just, what's yeah, really it's, cool too, Bill is the, the, the fact that you can watch a game, like you brought up Jalen hurts, right? I know we're all homers for Philly, but you know, if he has a good game, he has an MVP type year. His card values go like this, right? Yeah. But if something happens to him or his play, his card values. So it's it's very stock market like. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like it, it's a game, and I said earlier, trading like you're trading. You know, you, you, you know, like you know, basically stocks in the sense that I'd rather trade up or trade down, you know whatever get out get off of this to get into something else with the money that you have, and and that's the thing. It's like. That's why there's like always like, from what I'm seeing, like Kobe's, LeBron's, Jordan's, Curry's, you know, there's always a handful of guys that just, you know, always going to have value. And then it's like some of the younger guys you buy on speculation or some cards because it's like an auto with the game jersey, like the crazy cards that like have value. But they even comment, it's like, it's crazy. Like, why do I want a Dwayne Harris? But it's like, it's one of 25 and it's like, yep shit like that. So like, that's where it gets like, 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 like the, the stock market, even like you, like, cause you're gambling on a guy that's not really that good, but it's a good kind of card as opposed to, you know, uh, uh, you know, hall of fame guy like Peyton Manning's obviously always something with Tom, you know, so it's, it's just, uh, it's funny to see how like, you know, like these, these volatile players, these youngins, you know, and then they get hurt and don't have a big career and you know, now they're shit. So, yeah, no, it's just, uh, it's, it's really almost like, and, and I said this in a bad way, it's like cultish. It's like sure, a yeah. cult where it's just the like. subculture. Yeah, like it is. Like they just like, they all like talk a certain way. They all carry those boxes with like, you know, like they have their like good cards in those black boxes. Those Zunics, whatever they're called, Zunic cases or whatever and shit. And they're always just like, it's crazy because like these guys we watch, like I, we watch on YouTube they'll just stop people at the show. Like, Oh, you're selling cards. Like, and it's like, it's, it's just like a, you know, like a, like a community they always say. So it's, but it's, um, yeah, there seems to be some young blood in it. That's kind of refueling it. But I think just with people's probably discretionary income, probably a little tighter right now with some shit that probably doesn't help, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It seems like a lot of people, of sorry, Matt, go ahead. speaking of young bloods, I know I like showed you guys like my old card collection when I was a kid, but totally forgot I have a Tyrese Maxi card. Like, where's he weighing in these days with cards? 
He's like he's pretty pretty valuable. I mean, he he's, is, he's, you know, and it, it's like everything stock else. Stock is rising. Yeah, he, he's he's you know, and guys like him, like those are the ones that like get you know as he gets more established and doesn't longer, they hold the value. But guys like him are the gamble. It's like oh, he could be the guy, but then if something happens in a year or two, it's like all right, well now he's yeah, not, you know, like he blows his knee out, and that's you yep. know. So I mean, like, I, 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 I'd like to tell you that I know where it is. When we moved it from my mother-in-law's house to the new house, I um, it was one of those things where I was like. I gotta put this card somewhere where it's gonna be safe and like <laughs> won't get damaged. And I did it too good of a job, so I gotta remember where I actually put it. It's probably like in a book somewhere. It's in a. It's definitely in a book somewhere. <laughs> yeah, as long as the corners aren't getting creased, or it's not. You know, as long as it's no, safely it's tucked not. away, it's good. No, it's definitely not. I made sure that wherever I put it, it was it was gonna be fine. So. I, I think we've also created a new segment on this podcast. I, I think we should uh, definitely. I like the idea of doing a break live during a, mm, a pod. Done. We should do done. it. Do it. Should do it. And we should do like, we should do legit breaks, and then we should do breaks of like, just shitty stuff. Yeah. You know. Well, you never, you never just know. See That's what weird, thing. see what weird shit is in there. We can, and we then we can get into like cash, and then we can go from cars, and then we can go all the way to like buying storage units from people and just fucking videoing that and just be like, this is our break. We're fucking opening the storage units. That's See what's in there, a bunch we'll, of vacuums we'll, we'll, and shit. We'll get it like, out of the, no. the petty cash fund. It's fine. That's it, man. Petty cash. We'll, we'll make a few withdrawals, get with marketing, buy B-boop. We're good. Bill, I mean, maybe some kaboom hunting? Listen, I just, <laughs> just saw I just saw Tom Brady kaboom go for like 4800 I thought you guys said kaboob. I was like, "What are you guys? What are you guys looking at?" Kaboom! <laughs> kaboom! Like not like kaboom, like kaboom, like the yeah, like, like this actual it says kaboom on the card, and that's what's crazy. Yeah. Like it's cool, look, whatever, and it's like a hologramish kind of, but it's just like an insert that's in a you know in in a certain kind of you know pack you would buy. So yeah. you know that's what's just so crazy now. It's just like there's so many of those like funky auto or refractor and shit like that so it's just you know that's where it kind of gets i don't say overwhelming but like there's just so many like these guys just and they go off of like oh those are dope yeah so just to give you like an example like a kaboom like a gem mint 10 kaboom rookie card of jalen hurts is worth about fifty four hundred dollars so i don't know the exact price of a absolute box it's probably bill what like five or six hundred dollars yeah something like that probably for for a hobby because there's hobby and then retail hobbies where the big cards are in it's a big it's sort of a bigger gamble right you could spend five or six hundred dollars and get 30 cards and you know it could be a davis mills autograph or a uh a derrick henry uh patch card or like uh, a Tory Holt refractor, and you could end up having a $30 value in what you just spent $600 for. Or you could hit a kaboom, something like this, and get send it in, get it uh, graded, comes back a 10, maybe comes back a 9, and you're looking at a couple thousand dollars. So it's got a, a little part of gambling in it too, which, you know, it's always fun to watch that stuff. I'm not really into you know, spending my money and gambling on that, but 
Um, it's it's definitely fun to watch if ever if you have anyone anyone has time on YouTube just to watch like a box break or watch guys go kaboom hunting. It's very very fun. Wow, I think Forfeit should get their own kaboom cards. Done. Here's a Devonte Smith kaboom card. 2021. Yeah. I mean, I just remember back in the day when, like, Fleer was always the one. I think it was Fleer. They always pushed the envelope with, like, the the high glossy finishes, the, the you know, the foils stamping and, um, you know, the dimensional, you know, um, hologram type effects and everything. Then he had Skybox, which was got very colorful and and kind of artsy with the cards. This is kind of taking it the next step. It's they pretty- have they have cards now, Matt, that have cleats in them. It's fucking crazy. I just I just sent you guys a, a his Luca one's funny. His face is so funny on it. Kaboom! So it's it's kind of crazy when you think about like when we were looking through your old. There's cards. a Jalen rookie kaboom. You're looking at your your cards that you had in your garage, right? And everything's yeah. sleeped up, and it's it's literally like, you know, matte, you know, cardboard. And yeah. then as you as we've gotten older, it's glossy. Then there's foils, and then like, what was the next thing? It was like, oh, we're gonna put pieces of jerseys. Yeah, you know, we're gonna put helmets. Like I have a yeah. I have a Harold Carmichael card that's got a piece of his actual helmets. Like they should do like slivers of like like basketball courts and stuff in it and stuff. Nope. Oh. Next thing you know, there's going to be vials of blood. <laughs> like, oh my God. Hair like, vials. <laughs> this is the, the, this is a, this is John Crux chewing gum from yeah. 1990. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is Jalen Hurts's uh, toenail from yeah. the 2022 playoff game. Yeah. But yeah. it's, um, it's a, it's a, definitely, it's a, it's an interesting hobby. I'm glad I've started to get back into it. Um, there's a lot of cool local car shops that, like Bill said, like everyone, it's a community. Everyone's like real friendly. Um, so definitely. Did they start- ever do 8-bit cards, like take players and make them 8-bit? I mean, I'm, I'm sure somebody's That'd doing be, it. If that not, would be a pretty dope series to do. I mean, forfeit could just become card card makers, and then we could just be bought by fanatics. That could I mean, we, that that would that would require us knowing a few graphic artists. Um, we don't know any of those. No, these guys are dicks anyway. Yeah, they're just bunch of pond scum. Bunch of hacks. Bunch of hacks. <laughs> bunch of hacks. Anywho, good speaking of hacks. Speaking of speaking of hacks, the um the seventy sixers do Next. they deserve the fan support? Wild Bill, what's your take on this? I I I don't know. I've watched less than a quarter of this team, like less than one quarter of basketball all season same, of this team. Same here. I just have. Why no is reason. that? I mean, Bill, you and I have gone, you know, from watching almost every game or every other game, you know, hyped up on the playoffs, drank the Kool-Aid. This is our year. This is, you know, if we just, you know, can, you know, weather this storm and, you know, always thinking optimistic to now 
you know, we're a quarter into the season and we've watched barely a game. It, I mean, we've just, I guess we've just not seen, we've seen the same team for the last, I guess, three years. And every reason there's always an excuse. And yes, some of them, you know, have some, you know, validity to them and what have you, but every year it ends the same. Joel's going to get probably hurt in some capacity or play through an injury or not be able to play. And the team was built quasi around him. Like, I feel like this team just doesn't, and, and from the little I've watched, have an identity. And, and to, you know, to their defense, there are a lot of new pieces. And I just don't, I, I, I don't know. I get, I, the vibe this team gets me is that, like, they know the pressure's on to win. And it's early on. It's a long season. You know, they're, they're like, I think, what, 14 and 12 or something like that right now. They're 15 and 12. Yep. So yeah, yeah, they're you know, and would and you know, so it's early, and you know, the same thing with last year, they were kind of floating around 500, went on a run, um, but it, it being, I mean, but it's just I like, I don't know what players, you know, I guess maybe Melton or Shake's been playing a little better, but it's the playoffs are about guys stepping up and just playing big, and I just, I mean, James disappeared in the heat series when we needed him, when Joel was fucked up. I don't know what, how, how that's just going to change. PJ Tucker scores like one point a game and he's making 13 million. So I, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I just, Matisse Stiebel's arguably the best wing defender in the NBA and he plays like six minutes a game. So I, I don't understand that logic. So it's, I, I just, this team was just so uninspiring. What the fuck's the point? It's it's like the definition of insanity, you know. This team goes out year after year and does the same thing, but expecting expects a different result, you know. And it's just how many years are we going to put up with this um, as a fan base? And you're not dealing with, to quote the Big Lebowski, you're not dealing with morons here, you know. I mean. Yeah, I- we're 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 a basketball. We're, we're as much as we are a football town, okay. And I think we all know the Eagles rule the roost here in Philadelphia. But this is a very very strong basketball town too, um, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to college basketball. But we love we love we love our hoops here, and you know, and we're a sports town, so we're just we're a savvy fan base. We know we were sold a bag of bullshit for how many years, and if we were told, you know, we were told to wait it out, and if we waited it out, we would be, you know, we would be host, uh, hoisting the trophy, and it's not panning out that way, and I think that they're they're backpedaling a little bit now, um, you know, they're serving us up the the PJ Tuckers of the world and and filling these oddball bench spots with players that, you know. Aside from Melton, who seems to be, you know, a decent piece. I mean, I'm just not over. I'm just not impressed, and I'm not. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be fooled, you know, anymore. And you know, to, going off of the whole Joel Embiid, you know, snarky comment, whether he meant it or not. You know, I know he's he's one to be unpredictable with his comments, and they're loaded with sarcasm and stuff, but. You know, I, I honestly think as a city, we've we've, you know, um, embraced him 
as as the face of this this team and i think you know you you got into this a little bit earlier bill is like you know your your biggest fear was like the having the Joel Embiid era end poorly here and i almost feel like by us whether we want him traded or not and i'll go on record on this episode and say that i do hope we at least kick the tires on Joel Embiid here soon and that's not to say that i don't want him on the 76ers anymore i think it's you know within his best interest that maybe he starts looking elsewhere if he wants to win a title because i don't think it's going to be here and it's not that i'm disappointed in 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 the effort that he gave and you know i'm not doubting that he tried as hard as he possibly could within his means of you know of of winning a championship here but it's just sometimes it's just just doesn't get it just doesn't get done you know it just doesn't work out and you know guys that size look at him he's 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 a very in, injury prone dude i just feel like you know for <laughs> for the interest of both sides the sixers and and Embiid, and for what he's got left in his career i think it might it might be best to just start looking elsewhere but the problem with that is though Training him to a championship caliber team, and you're not going to get anything back. Like, a, like you're going to have to send him to a team that sucks. And it's like he would have to be okay with that, most likely. I mean, because you know, like you said, like I, I mean, I guess you could, in theory, send him to a, a contender somewhat if they want to give up one of their like stars that's fizzling. And so, I guess I shouldn't say it like that. But usually, no, I know, know what you mean. I know yeah, what you it just, mean. It just, you know, it's like, like, you know, like you're not going to be able to get, you know, a Devin Booker for him. It's not going to have like shit like that. It's like you got to no. trade him to like Oklahoma City for two top ten picks. picks and like a player that could be good. And it's like, yeah. ugh. but you hey, know. man, I mean, that's the position we're in. I mean, no, I mean, it, you know, that's I mean, they, and and that's what I was saying about like, and I get it. Last year we got hot and finished as like, like a three or four seed or whatever. I think we were the four seed. Um, the championship teams don't finish as a four seed. Like championship teams win like fourteen out of fifteen games, like in this regular season. They go on like, you know, like I mean, the Warriors last year. Yeah, they finished as the two seed um, because they lost some games. They didn't have Clay until the end of the season. So like, like and you know, I mean, like, like and this year, I think Boston is probably coming out the East again. You know, barring any injuries. Ah man, I don't know who's going to beat that team four times in seven games, and it's like the Sixers. It's like I can see multiple teams beating us four out of like five games. I see the Cleveland <laughs> Cavaliers knocking us out of the playoffs. I just beating them just because like their team doesn't scare me, but I just don't think that like I, like I really do think Milwaukee and Boston are, are in a class above us. I think those two are clearly just better teams again right now, who knows, maybe James comes back healthy and Ty Tyrese obviously, obviously seeing how big of a piece he is, but he's still several weeks away. But I mean, it, the team's not like trash. It's just, you know, this team is built to win 65 games and we're not going to do that. And not that regular season wins matter that much, but in the NBA, I guess I could be fact-checked. I don't know too many teams that aren't the one or two seed that wins the championship usually. Like, good teams win the championship, and good teams are good teams all year. Like, you don't just get hot and win a title in the NBA. 
We, the, our biggest problem, in my opinion, I mean, just based on what I've seen and us constantly having diarrhea of the mouth over this team, the, the thing that I take away is maturity. It goes back to that every time when I sit down and I go, what the, what's the problem with this team? You know, mm-hmm. we, dra- we, we have a Joel Embiid who we say is our star franchise player, yet for years he was out of shape. For years he was always injured. And in probably maybe the last two seasons, he has been arguably maybe a borderline MVP, has MVP-type seasons. Yet his maturity level and hasn't gotten any better. He's still a, a, a talker. He's still making comments like this dumb, idiotic statement he made. I don't know if it's recently or in the past. This whole Yahoo comment about wanting to be traded like that's not th- that to me shows no maturity. When you see Joe, uh, James Harden, who uh, you know I wanted on this team as a superstar, who. I thought could give this team 30 points a night is out doing the same stuff he did in Houston. It's, it's maturity. It comes down to all of that. The only person on this team that seems like they are mature is our, is arguably, arguably our second best player who's injured right now in Tyrese Maxey, who is hurt. So, you know, I don't know how you fix maturity other than, to what Matt's been saying is start to kick the tires and start shaking things up because you, you basically said to Ben Simmons by Ben, it's Joel's team. And, and we all agree that that was the right decision, but you know, for all the animosity between those two, that was either created internally or created externally, you know, it, it was his team once Ben left and he didn't take it by the balls and run with it. He basically sort of, kept doing what he was doing, but not take his game to the next level. And I think that's part of his problem. He's okay with, with mediocrity. And I never see him grab somebody and yell and scream. Um, maybe that's not in his DNA, but you know, championship teams do that. And, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, I'm going to screw his name up. Like he's a mature player. He's gotten better year after year. He recognizes what it does to be what you need to be great, and that's what he and he does it. Now, granted, he has pieces around him, sure, and coaching, yes. But I mean, y- you sit there and you, you measure the two, and you're like, man, this guy's worlds away from Joel Embiid. Why? I mean, he's got the the skills. What is it? Like literally, like that's my question to you guys. Like, what is it that's not like sparking in this guy's brain that? He doesn't realize that he can be a 30, 10, 12 guy every night. Is it because he just doesn't have the physical traits? He doesn't have the energy? Well, that's a bigger issue. But man, if I look at it, I go to maturity and I go, what do you like? Why why are you accepting mediocrity? Well, I mean, last year he did average 30 and 12, but he got hurt in the playoffs. He broke his face in Toronto. He tore his shooting. He had that like brain finger in his thing. And like, I think that's Joel's biggest thing. It's like, I think it sucks. I think it's just like the basketball gods hate Philadelphia. And I say that in jest, but I also say it in truth that like we have our best player hands down. And one of the easily you can't, you can argue he's one of the five best players in the league. You can be debated if whatever. Um, 
but it's a center. And when's the last time a team with a center as their best players won a championship? I mean, Olajuwon is the last one I can think yeah. of. Tim Duncan. Okay, yeah. Tim Duncan. Well, he was a four, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, so it just it just sucks that like <clears throat> like Dirk, to have Joel be our best player could maybe work, but you need to have he needs like Houston James Harden or Max, like he needs a true like Robin. And in the playoffs, Max, he's young. He give us 31 game and then give us 12 the next a little bit. And it's just, you can't blame a guy in his second year. Like you can't shit on Maxi, you know, and, be, and then you got to look at James, you know, in that heat series when we lost those two and after we tied it two two, he played good in Philly. We go to Miami, that one game, he shot like seven shots. It's like, what the fuck are you doing in game five? Like, not shooting the ball, you're our second best player. Like, it's just shit like that to where it's like, well, what changed? Like, what do, like, you, you know, like, I, we can't have P.J. Tucker come in this first year and become our emotional leader. It's like, that's not, like you said, it's not how it changed. Like, he could, he's a good piece to add, like a Rodman yeah. kind of guy, you know, um, our, our Draymond. Yeah, what's our culture? What's our culture? Six that's what I mean, and... and and then, you know, but then part of it, it, it goes back to, I think, with our ownership, it's, it was a losing culture for so many years. And, you know, then you got a guy like Doc coming in who, you say what you will, you know, I, you know I'm not going to turn this into a Doc, you know, um, you know roasting. But it's, it's one of those that he's here to try to win championships, so he's focused on keeping his veterans happy. And then, you know is he developing, you know, is he, you know, is he, I don't know. I just feel like this team has no, like you said, identity. And like, that was my issue with the Eagles last year when they were like two and six. It's like, what the hell are we doing? Like, I don't know what way anything like, and they figured it out. And this Sixers team hasn't figured it out. And it's like, well, when are you going to fucking do that? Like, like you guys get paid a lot of money and, and the NBA, you know, it's not like it used to be where you I'll give them three, four or five years together. It's like, no, man. Like we haven't even been to like, and that's I think the thing that for as fans is why we're filming at the mouth. It's like we haven't even made it to the conference finals. Great, yeah. we can beat the you know, we can beat you know the the Bobcats or Nuggets. I mean the uh, the the uh, Wizards in round one. That's great, super duper. But Iguodala did that, and we blew that team up because that's all they could do. Like you guys haven't done any. It's like, and it's always it's like you know it was. Ben's fault. If Joel gets hurt, it's Doc's a bad coach. It's always it's something. Like, yeah, always that's what something. I mean. It's just like, well, how about you just fucking win? Like, just win the game. Like, Philly's, you know, fired their manager and they figured it out. Like, the Eagles were shit last year. Sirianni changed it up. How do we change it up? By letting James go to the ship club, not be with his team when he's injured? You know? Maybe, maybe Daryl Morey has to start, you know, Getting up there and starting talking a little bit too, because no, I think Daryl Morey needs, like, like you said, I think he needs to start kicking the tires. I think he needs to start picking up the phone and being like, "Hey, um, you know, Portland Trail, we're, we're selling. <laughs> you know, what? What do you? What are you? You know, I, whatever team's got like, you know, three first round picks." No, I mean, and that's kind of how does Joel Embiid sound, or you know, for you know, what, you might what, what will for, you might train for Zach Levine maybe or something. I don't know, dude. dude I was watching a little bit of that Chicago, game like, last night. The Knicks know? Bulls. Uh, Zach Levine is still a player. Like he's 
and he's getting benched by Billy Donovan in end of games because he's not shooting good a little bit, you know. But I'm saying like that's where we're at with this team. Basically, it's like yeah, we're leaning that direction as opposed to saying hey, we're just one shooter away from being legit. And it's just like no, no, I don't think that's where we're at. <laughs> well, right now in Joel's defense, a little bit, he's at he's his numbers are 33, nine and four. No, the numbers were there and last it's a year. Nine point seven. So he's almost he's almost thirty three and ten. So. He was thirty three and eleven last. I mean, thirty and eleven last year. So he should have won MVP. I I don't doubt his ability, but I think but that's his, his ability. Back to back years have shown it's not good enough. But that's win. his big issue too. Is and I think it ties into like what you guys are saying and what John said. The maturity is like he worried so much about this fucking MVP award, right? Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, does anyone remember who won's MVP? Like year in and year out? No. Nope. No. Do you get a ring for being the MVP? Nope. No. You get this stupid new trophy, know, glass trophy thing that is terrible looking, <laughs> and and they do the the they don't even show the the award being given to the MVP anymore. It's it's a joke. Like, but yet that's all his focus is. That's all they wrote about. That's all he talked about. And it's like me, 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 right? And the Sixers allow it because, to Bill's point, we're not we're not um, focusing on our young talent. We're not coaching young talent up. We're focused on spoiling the superstars that we have because we feel like if we spoil them enough. They're gonna they're gonna give us and put us over the hump, and give us the give us a championship where it's you know it's starting to backfire. It's like, well, I'm a superstar here. I can go to the strip club. I'll get away with it. I'm James Harden. I'm this. I'm that. I'm Joel Embiid. And this is my team. This is my city. You know, it's and and it, Matt, like if you want to go to the strip club and you want to, you know, be eat shake good, shack, do it after a win. Well, no, not after it, we get embarrassed by like one of it, the worst teams in the league. Do it all the time and make sure that you're also averaging career high points and then no one will complain about it. But it's not a good look when, in my opinion, fans are seeing this and guys are, are either injured or not playing or they're not living up to their potential. It's focus. And then that, then I get, I get, you know, Joel and big and, and this team, it, it's, you know, I, I, I think that Daryl Morey, now that I think about it, like he needs to sort of get on the microphone and sort of answer some questions as to what he sees, what's going on, because he's the one that made the trades in the offseason to bring PJ Tucker and House and Melton here and make the trade for James Harden. And we are almost Christmas, second year of James Harden. And this is what we're, this is the James Harden we're getting. And we've just given him a two year. What was it, Bill? hundred million dollars. Nah, he took, he, he took a team discount. He only took like 30 80? some million. Okay. It was like 60 something. And it's, it's a player option for next year. So if we shit the bed this year, he could just walk next year. Mm-hmm. He gets the player option. So it's, you know, yeah. It, and it, yet we're okay with seeing him sit on the bench, on the sidelines, dabbing it up with Meek Mill and all these Jesus. other idiots on the sideline, yeah, you know? And I think that's part of the problem, too. 
Like where where's Daryl Morey? Where's like where's you know team senior team you know um, management coming down and saying you know what? Like no more no more of this shit, man. Like yeah, this isn't the Showtime Lakers, you know. Yeah, Jack Nicholson isn't in the stands here, and you know like I, that's why I think culture is also part of it too. And I think that's part of maturity. And I think that now for as much as I've beat the drum for Doc and I and I do like Doc Rivers as a coach, I'm kind of like backpedaling him from it now because I'm not seeing that like authoritative figure that I thought Brett Brown would be in, in Doc. Like it's kind of like Doc's like, eh, just kind of do what you do and we'll do. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I know who's getting better. But that's the you know. kind of coach Doc is. He's a management of personalities, and that's exactly who the Sixers wanted because I truly believe they don't want to coach up young talent. They don't want someone in here who's a firecracker, who's going to like light, light people's asses on fire and bring out the best of them. They want a big-name coach in here with the big, big-time big superstars and tell them that they're the greatest thing since sliced bread and you, you know, don't worry. You do what you do. And and it'll be okay, and we're gonna make this happen, and that's that's what we're seeing. Like, and then the underlying part of this too is the whole like stadium move, which it kind of comes out of left field here. It's like, man, what do you what are you guys doing? Like, you're gonna like move? The torches, torches, and pitchforks were out the other night though in that town hall. Yeah, it, Chinatown it's, is not not ha- not happy. It, it's just like a, another. Like they want it to be like a staple center. That's what it looks like. Yeah. In the middle of center city, which is a terrible idea in the Northeast. It's like, like they were going to do that in the Northeast is not basketball season in Los Angeles. Yeah. 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 Well, they want everybody to take the train. That's what they want. Yeah. But they're going to put it next to this. They're going to attach it to like, what is it? The fashion district. And yeah, they're going to try to turn it into this like super bougie experience where like it, I, I don't see that. Ha- I don't see that panning out at all. It, it looks completely out of spit, out of, out of place where it is. And, you know, I, you, listen, is the, is the old gallery mall, like, <laughs> which now is a fashion district, like, an eyesore, like I, I guess I don't know, but I, I just think that you're 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 just asking for less and less people to come to your to your games. You know, yeah, they may be able to build a parking garage somewhere, but it's not going to be the amount of parking that it has right now at the Wells Fargo Center. That's for sure. And you know, I, I get but, that they can have the bars and the restaurants and all this stuff open. And it helps the city that, that in that way, but I don't. Oh you know. wow, yeah, the TGI Friday is down the street. <laughs> it's really going to be popping. Well, I mean, that's yeah. the thing, John. Like they're they're expecting if they put it there, like all the Jersey crowd that normally drives in and packs that bridge, and it's a pain in the ass to get off the bridge to go down to the games. They're expecting them to drive to Collingswood or. Yep. Or, you know, Haddonfield, park at Paco, take Paco over and walk the four blocks. Yeah. And I, and I don't I don't I don't see that. I think to me, that's like a turnoff. Now, granted, I haven't been to a Sixers game in a while, 
but the accessibility no one's gonna no one's gonna want to wait two and a half hours to get on a train no and 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 it's yes is it convenient when you think of like where it is from train stations okay yeah, yeah it's more convenient than it is for if you were to go uh to the stadium now but it's it's shorter obviously if you put it in, in the where the gallery is but again like the the idea of driving tailgating um i know it's it's in the cold weather so a lot of tailgating doesn't happen for sixers games the fact that like you're saying jesse it's right over the bridge and for jersey people you're gone like imagine gridlock coming out of a stadium in the in the center of center city you know a friday night game like it's going to be bumper to bumper traffic yeah that, well like, i mean that's what i mean there it's like the garden when the when the game at the garden lets out it's like the taxi cabs are like ass up on every on every side of the street well and the the, the other problem is no, granted, I haven't taken Paco much lately, but when I used to take Paco all the time, the one thing you could always count on for Paco was them to never have enough trains and yep, never or them not working. So, like, that's the thing. Like, are they on on a on a big Friday night? Are they going to be running trains into the city every five minutes to to get everybody off of the platforms out of Jersey? You know into the stadium and then vice versa after games, are they going to be running those trains so that you don't have lines of people trying to, trying to get out? You know what though? We're concerned about this, but let's be real in like five years when the stadium's actually done, we're going to be a shitty team again. So no one's going to be going to the games anyway. And that's the and that's a great point, Matt. Most of these teams that like the Warriors, they build a new stadium when, uh, what, two or three years ago, right after their their run. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, they have a great a great uh, team, and then they can monetize that, have a great new stadium. People still want to come to it because they're good and great. But you're exactly right. You build this in five years, we're gonna end up being the fucking Wizards, yeah. and it's, we're gonna be it's gonna be dollar pretzel night all over again. Unless these idiots want to sell the team, which is what I sort of feel like it's it's heading in that direction. Let's build the stadium. We've already we bought it cheap. We've made it much more valuable now. Let's get its own stadium and let's off it. You know, and then you hope that someone like a Michael Rubin can come in there, a young guy. He's hungry and maybe turn it around. But until then, I guess we just got to eat shit. But the the flip side of that is, yeah, you know, they have a stadium that they that they own, be it through loans or, or whatever. They're not leasing it. But the the flip side is, who's to say that the next owner is going to be happy with where it's built? Like that next owner might have been like, why didn't we just fucking build it at the the you know on the waterfront or why don't we fucking build it you know down by the 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 stadium complex like it's the same thing with um when the nationals traded soto it's like you're trying to sell the team and you just gave away the best player on your team like it doesn't it it helps but it doesn't i mean it only helps if the next owner is cool with where it's going to go because even i mean basketball arenas don't cost what you know baseball and, and nfl stadiums cost but they cost a lot of fucking money so like 
they better they better hit this thing out of the park, right? Like, and with all the stuff that's going on down in the stadium complex with live and everything else, I don't know if you necessarily, if I was an owner, I don't know if I would necessarily want to move away from that. Hmm. I, I don't know. I, it's, it's a turnoff to me because of, I guess, the location of where I live and ease of getting in and out and not feeling like you're claustrophobic crammed in because I mean, Matt and I know Matt and I traveled up to MSG for a game and Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's great for that city because that city is based upon or basically a rail line that takes you for all different boroughs. Now you could argue that SEPTA does the same thing and maybe they're just ignoring the, the fan base across the river which is fine, which is ironic because that's where their training facility is across the river. Like, I feel like if they were going to build a stadium, they should probably build it in Jersey. But then, you know, I'm sure they probably went that route. You know, you, you, you kind of take a step back and you're like, why are you doing this? Like, what is, what is the reasoning for doing it? To have a new stadium? The Wells Fargo Center is not that old. And like Matt said, be, be sort of good first, then build your stadium. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> You know, like, I, I don't, I don't get it. It's, it's Win a championship part. for, you know, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I, I mean, are the, are they, I mean, yeah, they're a tenant, but to your point in a couple of years, the odds of them being good, consistently good. Like some of these other teams in the NBA are slim to none. It's like all this money you'd, you'd be theoretically making in concession and like, experiential big money tickets aren't you aren't going to be selling those if the team is dog shit so like on top of making the mortgage payments to the bank for the the loan to build the thing so like just keep renting what you've got where you play and try to build a sustained winner because it makes yeah it makes no and and i don't understand the like to me like the location i i just I get you want to be like MSG. I get like you want to be like Barclays, but I mean MSG is not going to be a thing in three years. <laughs> yeah. It well, well it's because it's still going to be in the city. It's just going to be in you know. <laughs> it's yeah. Bark Barclay was the same similar experience too, John. Like yeah. when we went there. Yeah. It was. And, and, yeah. It, it's a it's I mean it's a nice brand new stadium in the center of Brooklyn. Yeah, it kind of gave me the vibe of the spectrum, like the the corridors, like when you were like where the concessions were and everything. everything was like super tight. Like I felt like I felt like people, everyone was on top of each other. But when you got to your seat and watched the game, it was <clears throat> it was cool. But it just felt a little tight, like a like why? Kind of I always said too, like I say this to Beck all the time. Why not look at the Navy Yard and build yeah. something in the Navy Yard? I mean, there is vast amounts of fucking space in the Navy Yard to build at that they could do something waterfront wise and, you know. And they could do it. They could do a one year, like once a year annual aircraft carrier game on one of those broken ass aircraft carriers. There you go. Is there there a lot of there's not any like public transit down there, is there? You can you can get a shuttle service that'll take you into the Navy Yard from uh, where the what was it? The, the the last stop on the at the stadiums. There's a shuttle that'll take you to the navy yard. Oh, okay. 
Well, I mean, it's it's at least a better, you know, because there's rumors every once in a while there were of the union moving and one of the potential locations could have been like university city. And you're like, I would have, I'd give up my tickets because, and it's not even from a driving perspective for me, even though that would be like the worst possible trying to drive into university city on a Friday night beyond the traffic from a, from a suburban perspective, you'd have to take like from Delaware or, or Jersey, you'd have to take like two or three trains to to get there. So, I mean, at least like the Chinatown location is more central in the city. And a lot of people can get there from from one, you know, one train or one bus or one, you know, whatever. So, I mean, that's the one advantage they have. But, yeah, I just this this would have made a lot more sense if they built this thing like five years ago. Yeah. yeah, right. Right when you, you know, the the process is over, right? And you drafted Simmons, and you've drafted Embiid, and you've got you finally have people starting to get excited about the team again. That's when you put an, a, a fucking shovel into the ground. I agree. Not when the team they is missed the boat, Jesse. They missed not when the, the boat. Speaking oil. It, they missed the boat. Yeah, but they had the they had the thing with them is they bought it so cheap. They had to build it up, sell tickets, get superstars, get season ticket holders, and 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 have this like as a nut right now that's like yep. making money. It, now it, that it's it, making money, it is. Like, but it's it's not sustainable because the the team's not performing. Well, it's true. It's very true. I don't I don't disagree with that. I just think from a financial standpoint, if you're an owner. Oh, they bought pennies on the dollar. Yeah, you yeah. Now, you can look at the long term game of this as like okay. Bought it for three hundred million or how much? It was it wasn't a billion. It was like three hundred, yeah. five hundred million, and now sell it for two, three billion with a stadium. Oh, great! I mean, you're 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 a you're a genius. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Someone's walking away a winner. And screw the fans. Who cares about the fans? I mean, yeah, this guy is not a. This isn't Pat Croce we're talking about. This isn't Ed Snyder we're talking about. Rest in peace. You know, yeah. we're talking about a guy who bought this as an investment and. Have we seen anything from this owner differently in the past 10 years since he's owned it? Other than some whiffs of draft picks and, and, and free agent signings with like Andrew Bynum. I haven't seen much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hey man, I mean, time's going to, time will tell. Um, it's just, I'm just a little bum cause I'm a huge Sixers fan and I just, I'm not, I am not interested in watching this team right now. It's just not, I'm not only a Sixers fan, I'm, I'm a basketball fan and it's just, it's just, it's messed up. It's really weird. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it, but, um, you know, I guess we're going to end, we're going to end this episode on a, a, a somber, uh, somber <laughs> note. I mean, I guess it's kind of a bummer, but, I mean, this is, you know, unless anyone's got, like, a killer joke to end the episode, I mean. You, you got one besides of your, the you, sisters? You, you got one of your trivia questions? Yeah, let's try. Uh-oh, he muted himself. Matt, you muted yourself. Muted. I mean, the Phillies made a huge signing, so, I mean, that was That's cool, it. too. So. I thought you'd never ask, Bill. I got so excited, I muted myself. Listen, I got, I got the last one right, right with Mike Evans. I was crushing it.
All right, I gotta find a good one. Hey, while I'm while I'm looking, um, shout out to all our listeners. Uh, keep keep up the good work. Um, if you haven't followed us or liked us on on the social media interwebs, p- please make sure you do. At Forfeit Pod, that's at Forfeit Pod. F O U R F E I T Pod. Yeah, we're not on TikTok, assholes. So I don't know who keeps asking about TikTok. Yeah. Get fucked. Yeah, yeah. Tick your talk. <laughs> Yeah. All right. TikTok. We don't do TikTok. We don't do TikTok. We don't tick the talk. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe Jesse does. I but we don't. Jesse's yeah. definitely yeah. on TikTok. Jesse's I can see definitely him. On he there. dances and does shit and fucking does shit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here's a good one. It's a doozy. Here's a good, here's a doozy for you. In what year did the NFL have a team on the West Coast? The first team? Yeah. In what year did the NFL have a team on the West Coast? NFL, because the Raiders were the AFL, I think. I could be way wrong with that to start. I'm going to say... It's one hint. We're going way, way back. This is way, way back. Oh, boy. All right. Way, way. I'm gonna say, like, 54. All right. That's probably way too... That's probably way too back. I'm going to say 63. Okay. John, I can see the Google results in your reflection of your glasses. 61. 1926. I almost went 47. I would have been closer. (laughs) Way back. Um, Actually, it doesn't tell me the, 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 the team. It just gives me the year. It's got to be thinking maybe the 49ers. I'm now thinking maybe the maybe the Rams because they were I mean they were the L.A. Rams. Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, was them? Yeah. yeah, I know the, they were around for a while. Okay, well, let me find one more, one more, and then we'll and then and then we'll be out. Um, let's see, who has the nickname "He Hate Me." Oh, that's uh, oh. the guy from XFL. XFL, yeah. John Avery. No, it's um. I wouldn't be able to tell you his real name. Oh God, I know it is Some, <laughs> something. Not Rod games. Stewart, but yeah, Rod. Yep, yeah, Rod. Uh, Rod Tidwell. Smart. Rod Smart. Rod Smart. Rod Smart. Rod, Smart. Oh, Rod Tidwell wasn't Rod Tidwell from uh, Show from Me the Jerry Point. Maguire. <laughs> yeah, Rod Tidwell. All right, one more, one more. We'll round it out with three. We'll do three. Let's, we should do three every time. We should do four. It's forfeit. Oh, four for forfeit. Okay, I'll find. I'll find. All right, let's see. In 1979, which actor showed up to a Denver Broncos game to perform with the team's cheerleaders? Woo! Who is a doozy? Burt Reynolds. What? What year? 1979. 1979. That's a good one, Bill. God damn it. Rod Stewart. <laughs> no. Warren Beatty. Robin Williams. Ah, uh, we it, Jesse. You were sniffing it. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, the NFL and the Chicago Bears were both named on the same day. Fact or fiction? Fact. False. What's the question? The NFL, the the National Football League, and the Chicago Bears were both 
named on the same day. So they were given their names. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think so, because I think the Bears are one of the original teams. That is a fact. That is a fact. Suck, suck it, Bill. That is a fact. Ooh, I think I think he's forging answers over there. That rounds out this week's football head-to-head trivia. Bill, suck it. I got Ofer this week. Yep. Now that's how you end an episode. So, everyone, be good. I'm Metal Matt for the J-Lo, Big John Stud, Wild Bill. Go Birds!